Yeah, that's perfect, Clint. Hey, Slava Connection listeners, it's Misha, and today I'm joined by our new host, Taylor Helmkamp. Taylor, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Taylor is a dual-degree student with UT Law and Crease. Taylor, who did we have on the show today? Yeah, today we hosted Lara Yegorova, a filmmaker in Los Angeles, and we talked about her upcoming new TV series, which will be a Russian comedy. So take a listen. We hope you enjoy You're listening to the Slavic Connection, brought to you by the Center for Russian, East European, and Eurasian Studies at the University of Texas at Austin. Hi, Lada. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. We have heard a lot about this comedy sketch where you were trying to reimagine Russian emigre life in Los Angeles. Could you tell us uh, a little bit about your project and yourself? How did you get involved in it? Yeah, of course. So this project is a Russian TV comedy show. And I developed this project when I was still a film student in one of my screenwriting classes. And as a Russian myself, who I moved from Russia to France where I lived most of my life, but then I moved to Los Angeles as a student. I always wanted to, you know, one day write a story about about my own culture and growing up watching movies i always saw the russian stereotypes russians were didn't always have the main rules and when they had some roles it was you know the bad guy the russians don't care if you have a badge they'll whack you the villain i must break you the, the spy and I wanted to do a show that that would portray Russian culture and Slavic culture in general in a more various way and show, you know, the comedy between, be behind the, this culture. Because I think Russian people, Slavic people are very funny and there's a lot to make fun of, about. But also it's such a rich culture that I think Americans personally maybe may not know more than, you know, the stereotypes they, they see on mov- in movies, TV shows and on the news. So that's how I wrote the script for the pilot episode. And right now we're currently uh, in pre-production, getting ready to to, to, to shoot the, the first episode. That's amazing. You mentioned the vibrant Russian culture in Los Angeles. Could you describe what that culture is like? What's that community like? And why are you focusing specifically on Los Angeles? Yeah, absolutely. So the first reason why I'm focusing on, on Los Angeles is because where is where I live right now. So and you know, there's there's this little neighborhood in, in West Hollywood, Hollywood area and even in Glendale, more north to LA, where you have many, many Slavic people and partially uh, since a few months, like lots of people from Russia and from, you know, also Ukraine moved to, to Los Angeles, to to the US in general. So, you know, there's this street in West Hollywood where maybe you have like six Russian stores and it's like even written in Russian design. So you don't even feel like you're in the US anymore. So this is this is very interesting. And and so the more I the more, you know, I walk around LA, the more Russian people I meet at work or or in the street. So it's really a vibrant community that's growing more and more. And it's very interesting to see how, you know, they're still trying to leave their Russian culture. They mostly stay 
with each other. They go grocery shopping in their stores. They go to Russian hairdressers. So it's like they're trying to stay in the, in this community. And it's it's funny how like how they try to find balance between their new environment, which is the U.S., and and still keep that that culture that where they're from and where they were born. So there is a Brighton Beach a community full of Russian speakers, people from the USSR and then former USSR countries as well. But is a community in Los Angeles, is it kind of similar to Brighton Beach in New York? I would say so. I've never been to Brighton Beach in New York, but from what I've heard, I think Los Angeles, the Slavic community that they, we have right now is more people who came recently in the last few years so but we but there are also people from all ussr and some some shop owners or the the, the russians who own the the restaurants the russian restaurants in la these people i talked to a few of them i, I met a few of them and them indeed they, they came like several years ago uh from the ussr and they moved a while ago but you also have mostly like a, a bigger group of immigrants coming from from these countries, but they moved just recently. Can you share your journey to becoming a filmmaker? What inspired you to become an artist and why did you choose film as your medium? Sure. I grew up watching a lot of movies, so I was always inspired by the impact that movies have, that, that feeling that you have when you watch a really great movie and either you discover something that you never knew before because the subject you never had the opportunity to explore it until you saw that movie or maybe it inspired you so much to do something or to become someone so that that power of cinema of driving people to to do new things to learn new things about people that they would never have met in real life and also that that power of cinema can make people feel is i think very strong and that always inspired me. I always loved writing stories. So obviously writing was always something that I, that I love. And choosing cinema, filmmaking was natural. Also, you know, stories on screen. First of all, you can reach a wider audience. And, and also visually, the visuals can sometimes can be more powerful. Like, so, you know, sometimes you watch a movie and you remember that one scene that was so visually striking that, you know, it stays in your mind forever. So I think that's that's what inspires me. And so I that's why I, I, I studied uh, filmmaking in university. And I, since then, I, I kept learning and I did some short films and I, I keep creating as much as I can. In the description of your project, it says that your team is, consists of mostly Russians or people who have Russian heritage. Do you think it's essential to have people who know the culture from the inside or lived around it to make such a movie or outsiders can also participate? So right now we have most of our team ready uh, to start filming and... It's a mix we have. So we do have some people who are actually Russians, but we also have some immigrants, but from other countries. We have our production designer. She's uh, she's from China. We have our cinematographer who's uh, Mexican. And I think even though, you know, maybe they don't know this culture specifically, uh, or they're just going to discover it as we make the, the, the project and we're working on it. 
but they still can relate to that theme of like, oh, you moved from your home country to another place and you're trying to, you know, balance between this new lifestyle, which is the American way, American life and your roots from like, you know, your parents maybe are still living very much this 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 culture you were born with and so it's kind of like finding that balance i think it's a very relatable theme no matter where you come from but as an immigrant you can relate to that to like being in between two cultures And it sounds like in your project, you're hoping to highlight the real lives and experiences of Slavic and Russian people in the United States, specifically in Los Angeles. I kind of have two questions for you. First, why comedy? I know that you're wanting to dispel stereotypes and traditional ways of portraying Russians in American media, but what drove you to choose comedy as that outlet? And kind of a follow-up question, what kinds of things are you looking to explore about culture and about um, Russianness in this show? Sure. So comedy came up because just thinking about the culture and even, you know, how, you know, all the jokes that people make about Russians and all the memes that you can see on the internet. So it kind of felt natural to me to make something funny because, you know, Slavic people can be very funny when I think about my grandparents or just when I travel to, to Russia. And there's so many comedic potential, the natural way of them just being the way they speak about the U.S. or the world is always very very funny but also because i think comedy is is very powerful because it can it can make people understand a message or understand other people but without like feeling that oh something is being forced on them it's more like look at these people they're funny right and i think comedy helps also in a way to you know have more empathy towards other people and kind of like you can relate to that even though it's not your culture so our protagonist she's this russian russian girl who was born in russia and moved very young in in the u.s so the first theme is like mentioned before finding your your space between two cultures and particularly when you're not in another country like found to be accepted by you know your 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 friends your peers group while you know you have to find balance two cultures and it's also something that i can relate to is you know do we have to choose which culture to leave or can we leave both or and i know that many people go either way some people move out and they're like 100 percent immersed in that new culture and they kind of you know put away their own culture and others are more like no i'm, I'm gonna keep being you know practicing the same habits, eating the same type of food, even though I'm in this new country. And then I, I wanted to also speak about this generation gap that's happening between, in Russia, which between the old generation who, you know, they miss the USSR and they have all these memories and they're very strong on religion or traditions. And this new generation of Russians, particularly those who, you know, travel the world or maybe left Russia to move to another country and then they come back to, to see their grandparents or their uncles and aunts. And, you know, they, there's like this misunderstanding, like the dialogue is harder because, you know, their experience is different and maybe they don't want to leave the way that their grandparents did. And so it's kind of like discovering how there's like a break between 
the dialogue between two generations, but also how can you bring it back and like, you know, how can you find similarities? And the final, the final thing is I wanted to also, by portraying the Russian culture, also show to American audience or even other audiences, but specifically Americans, how, you know, maybe Russian culture might seem completely different to them. And, you know, from what they hear in the media, Russian people seem very crazy and this and that. But at the end of the day, like, I, I wanted to show how how they can be some similarities and how they can relate also to these people and they can find common things between American culture and Russian culture in, at the end of the day. That's great. It, it sounds like this project, I know that you described it as trying to show America what Russians can be like through comedy, but I also think it, it to me at least, it sounds like this will also be a great project for young immigrants in that generational divide, no matter where you're from. So I think that this is going to be a very cool project. I'm excited to see it. Thank you. And Lada, could you enlighten us as to the nature of the show's title? Uh, it's called Blin. But as Russian speakers would know, it has two meanings, one pancake and another one more of a swear word. Yeah, absolutely. So indeed, it does have these two meanings. And I think it was it was interesting because, yeah, it's it relates to that, that pancake, Russian pancake, blinis, and, you know, it's kind of like part of the of Russian culture is part of, of what, what they eat, what we eat. Uh, so there's this kind of like, oh, this show is going to be about the Russian culture. But yeah, there's this other meaning where it's the more a little swear word, but which is not really like a swear word. It's like, it's something that you would say, you know, if there's like kids around or, you know, it's like very, very soft word. And and I just I just love the way it sounds. And I, it just reminds me, my grandma or my grandparents in general sometimes saying this, saying this. And I think it's also interesting because it kind of relates to like to like this struggle of our protagonist of like finding her place again in, in, in Russian community and making mistakes because she doesn't understand perfectly Russian sometimes. So she thinks a word means this, but it means something else. And it's like making mistakes and trying and trying to fit in again in that culture that she left. So it kind of has also this comedic potential. She understands Russian, but she hasn't spoken it in, in a long time. So her Russian is not perfect, so there's going to be lots of misunderstandings in the show. And so the fact that this word has two meanings can is also a way of showing, like, yeah, our character will also have a hard time with her, her native language at times. You know, you don't use the word, uh, one word the same way. It has different meanings, so it's kind of cultures are complicated to understand sometimes. And so that's why I also wanted to, to have this title. And your protagonist, Katya, does she have a real-life prototype? I think she's, she's definitely inspired from my, my, own, my own life as an immigrant. And I would say any, any other, other teenager kid or immigrant who, who, who left Russia for, for another country and then, you know, had to come back or kind of forgot their culture and, and had to go back to it. So in general, I would say I would say any 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 Slavic person who 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 is in between two cultures right now, but some some elements, some scenes of the show do have um, 
do have similarities to real events that happened to me and that I turned to exact and I exaggerated a little more for a comedic purpose. And does the show have a plot where the story kind of goes from a, a logical start to a logical end? Yeah. So as of right now, we only have written fully the script of the first episode. The other episodes, they just have a little synopsis, uh, but they haven't been fully written yet. But the goal is definitely to have our protagonist Katja embrace more and more that, that culture that she denied in a way. And also, you know, kind of finding progressively the balance uh, between the two cultures and accepting that, that, you know, just because she gave back this culture a long time ago doesn't mean that she's not welcome to come in again and be part of it and embrace it now. That It's never too late, you know, like it's still your roots and they're never going to leave you even though you, you leave them at some, at some point. That, that would be the logical ending. It's just... She's going from the first episode where she's kind of like ashamed of her grandparents because they're doing things like might like be weird or like making like her feel ashamed. And also then she has to understand all these Russian languages. It seems so complicated now that she hasn't spoken in years. And the way her mother is with the Russian grocery store and how she has to interact with Russian people who are very different from Americans. It's kind of it seems like hard. It seems like a pain. But then more and more she she explores, she understands more of her culture that maybe she didn't have time to to understand as she grew up. So it's really the whole journey of her embracing her native culture, yet not saying that she's rejecting the American culture now, but it's really finding that that balance and and bringing her roots in her own work as a fashion designer because she's a, our character is a fashion designer and embracing more this part of herself that she denied for so long. So you mentioned earlier trying to highlight some of the maybe comedic similarities between Americans and Russians by exploring Russian comedy and showing that, you know, everybody can laugh at the same joke, right? What are some similarities between American and Russian culture, in your opinion, that you might highlight in your show? For example, if we talk about the, the older generation, the, the grandparents, maybe the patriotism and the love of, you know, being proud of who they are, of their country, of like, oh, I'm very proud, I'm a proud American or I'm a proud Russian person. And like that, this desire of keeping the traditions. And then the other similarities towards Katja's character is how, you know, this new generation of Americans, of American people, they're trying to to be more open-minded, be more extreme in the way of like the way they express themselves. You know, they kind of like want to taunt in a way they're the older generations, but kind of also, you know, live in a new way that maybe their grandparents didn't do. And that's also similar to the new Russian generation who is who are very who are punks, who are embracing multicultures and not just staying with the traditional upbringing but more like yeah discovering new horizons and embracing diversity so i think that's that's something that's very relatable and uh, does your protagonist want to retain connections to the motherland itself and not only to the immigrant community in the united states 
Yeah, I think I do think that she 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 still feels inside that you know every time she hears the Russian language or she remembers maybe her grand in in some scenes her grandparents tell her oh you remember when you were a little girl in, in Russia and you used to do this or that and she remembers that she still has a strong feeling that oh yeah my home my real home is right there and I think she does have this longing of one day going back there and. So I think she she does have a strong link to the actual land, so Russia itself, not just the community. But I guess we'll we'll see if she ever does that trip or not. Uh, we'll see which journey she she will go on. <laughs> And maybe a bit a spicy topic, but is there any politics involved in the show? Yeah, that's actually a great question because when I wrote the first draft of the of that pilot episode. It was two years or three years ago now, but the war didn't start at all between Russia and Ukraine. There were tensions, but the war didn't start. And later on, maybe six months later, the war happened, and and I was still in I was still in school. Uh, and so my teacher, my screenwriting teacher, told me, "Oh, maybe you should you should mention it." I never wanted to mention politics. I never wanted to have like a full scene where the characters are going to talk. Oh, is uh, Russia a good country? Is Putin uh, a good leader? No, he's not. Like have that conversation, which I mean, I think would be interesting to talk how the two generations are different because you know, lots of the generation from my Russian grandparents still think because of the media, because of what they see on TV that, you know, Putin is a great person. Yeah. He's doing great things for Russia, which he he did some great things for sure. But because they're the media is biased, they even see lies. Um, and you know, we many times me and my mother and my grandparents had a debate and we were arguing because they were like, no, this is not true. And they're what we were telling them they didn't believe. So I think that would be very interesting to show maybe later on in other episodes that, you know, the reason why Russians might think that Putin is, is great is also because they live in a whole different reality. They don't see the same things, the truths that we see. But as of right now, in the pilot episodes, I only included this declaration of um, this war, I mean, this war environment in the background. So it's just... Uh, Through a news uh, news report on TV, uh, giving updates about the Ukraine Russian war, and have one of the character, uh, the grandmother, just mention, "Oh, that's terrible! What a what a horrible thing! I can't believe this is still going on." So something like that. But as of right now, I don't want to dive in directly in it because I don't think my show is about this. My show is more about talking about yeah, what it's like to to move to another country and find that balance. But maybe in, in other episodes, that dialogue between two generations, between the Russian immigrants who now live in Europe or America, and they see other things on the news, and the people who stayed in Russia who see a completely different reality, how uh, these two sides can argue, can misunderstand themselves. I think that can be interesting. But for now, I just want to keep it in the background. Have you been inspired by any other TV shows, movies, or uh, scripts, any other plots? Yeah, absolutely. 
The, the main show that really inspired me to make this was Rami. So Rami is this comedy show uh, on HBO. It's about this this man who, uh, who, he lives in America, but I don't remember which city exactly, but he's he's Muslim and his family is, are Muslim people. So he's actually struggling to find out a meaning for his life and kind of like my my protagonist try to find a balance between his arabic roots the muslim religion and his life in in the u.s the traditions and the rules between the muslim religion and the way you know arab people live their their traditions their food is different from the american way of life so that was a great inspiration what it also very inspired me in this show is how there's comedy and it's very much linked to the culture and you know you might think oh but real americans get that humor because it's making specific jokes about arab culture that if you don't know maybe you wouldn't get but you got a great success and what i really love also is that in this show there are many scenes where they actually speak arabic and it has subtitles and knowing that you know from a survey that usually American people don't like to watch with subtitles, but seeing that this show made very well, I think they like they just shot they they just released the third season, so it's a success. So that was definitely very inspiring. And then in terms of tone, I I did got inspired by by Russian Russian comedy shows, the type of humor, even the way it's filmed. I did get inspired by some old Russian shows and more modern one in in, in the way the humor works. And what are some major difficulties that you've encountered during filmmaking or crowdfunding process in general, the organizing of this process of movie making? Yeah, of course. Um, I would say, you know, when you don't have uh, a big budget, making, being able to bring a story to life with whatever you have is always a challenge because you have to be smart and creative in solving solutions and in finding ways of bringing your vision, even though, you know, you don't have the, the resources. So by finding the right locations or finding a way to get good equipment in an affordable way is always a challenge. Definitely one challenge that we face when shooting, uh, when planning for this TV pilot was finding locations so we did we went to all the because some some scenes do take in in a russian grocery store and we really wanted to actually be in a real store so we did scout all the in west hollywood all the russian grocery stores and we uh, and we would talk to them russian or ukrainians so there are also ukrainians uh, grocery stores and we we went there and we we talked with the owners but we got we got lucky um that we got a few yes that was surprising because we told them that we don't have much money to give you in exchange. So I think locations are always what costs a lot. And it's always a challenge when you're looking for something so specific as, for example, a Russian grocery store. Because if it was some another location, you can always, there are thousands of places you can rent. Uh, but in that case, we, we really needed a real store uh, with Russian food, with food that where items are written in Russian and even signs. So that was that was a big challenge. And uh, has there been a lot of interest in financing your movie from big donors or small donors, individual people? 
Yeah, so far we we did hit a good a good audience, uh, partially in the actual Slavic community itself, uh, from Los Angeles or anywhere in the U.S. That was very successful. Bigger investors, as of right now, because of the strike, things have stopped. So we will see where was we we hope that by filming the pilot episode, we'll then be able to uh, to have better material to actually pitch to investors because then they will uh, have a visual idea of the tone of the show, what it will look like. But as of right now, yeah, because of the strike, we cannot make any agreements with anyone. So we'll, we prefer to wait for the strike to be over to to target any any big investors or bigger production companies or distributors. But we do have a great audience of just Slavic people in general who, who are or are not linked to the film industry, but can relate to, to the fact that, yeah, it would be it would be fun and it would be great to have a, a Slavic comedy show. And what what strike are you referring to? So I'm I'm referring to the writers to the writers strike and actors strike. Everything is going extremely well. Am I afraid of losing my job to that computer? Has the Los Angeles Russian community been pretty receptive to your project? And have you talked with locals? If so, how do they react? Yeah, absolutely. It was, we, we did great, we did receive some, some great feedback from some of them. We're still in the process of reaching out to more. We're thinking maybe in a, in a few weeks, organize an event where we would invite many people from Slavic cultures in LA and maybe talk about our project, but also organize an event that would be more about invite maybe uh, Russian vendors or Russian singers and kind of have this big community event where we could gather everyone, get to know everyone and, you know, be surrounded by our own culture and also pitch, pitch our project to Two more people in LA. I wanted to ask you also because knowing how important for some reason the Jewish element of Russian emigre life is in the US but also uh, abroad in general like in Russia there's this whole culture of you know Russians abroad are you know either Jewish or or somehow related to Jewish people do you have any of that element in your show? So we do want to in later episodes, we do want to not just portray Russian Orthodox characters, but also Jewish characters or even, you know, Polish, um, Polish uh, people, uh, Ukrainians. We, we do want to have characters that are not just representing Russian people, but really kind of see how the community is bigger and, and you know, everyone, everyone is linked. And I think, you know... I think it would be also interesting regarding um, the Russian-Ukrainian war because maybe for lots of Americans, Russians and Ukrainians hate each other. But the truth is, they maybe uh, at least abroad now, you know, Russians and Ukrainians are are close. You know, some Russians have Ukrainian friends and vice versa. And so I think showing that part that there's Russian culture, but they're actually linked to so many other Eastern Europe cultures and they have similarities and, you know, they get along or not sometimes. But I think it would be it would be interesting in focusing on on a bigger group than just Russian Orthodox for sure. 
Is there any uh, similar shows or movies, or maybe short movies that are similar to yours, or just in general about Russian or uh, post-Soviet emigre community in the U.S. or in in North America and Canada? That is a good question. As of right now, the only show about Russians, I think, is that show. I forgot the name, but this show about Russians who who are spies in the U.S. I think it's called The Americans or, or something like that. I honestly don't know anything about this show. I just heard the logline, but I just heard that they, they're talking about, about, about that. Uh, and then we do have the show Russian Doll, where the character, if I'm not wrong, she's she's from a Slavic country. I don't know if it's Russian or not, but but they're not talking about about her culture. So that's that's pretty much it. Maybe there's a new show that just came out, and that is about that. I would be very curious to to know. But so far, I I do not know any any show that is really specific uh, on on Slavic culture and that was produced by by Americans. So you said that you lived in France for a bit. Are you drawing any in, of your inspiration for the show from your experiences in France or is it primarily from your experiences in the U.S. and in Russia? So I think kind of both. I definitely talk about, you know, what it's like to come as an immigrant to the U.S. and all the things that might seem very different. So I do mention that uh, we have some Russian characters who talk about, you know, how different American life is from from their 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 own culture from from Russia or even from another country when you come from another country. And then the feelings of our protagonists of feeling out of place in in both cultures and having to to adapt and these things I it is inspired by how I felt when I grew up uh, in in France and I just came from from Russia when I was four and kind of this denial of of Russian culture to fully embrace French cultures. This is specifically, yeah, this is specifically linked to my my French experience. So I do think that, yeah, the feelings that that our protagonist feels and the feeling of being out of place is inspired by my own experience in France. And then when talking about how how different American culture is from, from Russian culture and even French culture is something that's also very present in the show. So it's a mix of both. Great. And my final question, are there any big takeaways that you want audiences to take from the show? And if so, what are they? Yeah, absolutely. The first one, I guess, would be that you're not alone uh, when you're when you're you're someone who who was born in a country and had to move and change your country and you know you, you may feel very lonely because you know it's a it's a very peculiar situation that you know not everyone around you will will leave but but you know just knowing that you're not alone and that you know other people feel feel like that too don't know where they really belong sometimes feel ashamed that of their own culture but also feel ashamed that they're ashamed of their own culture so this first knowing that yeah this is a common feeling other immigrants felt so you're not alone in feeling that and it's okay if you feel that you shouldn't be too hard on yourself and then i guess the second takeaway is just finding that balance between the two cultures and it's okay if you denied one culture for a while after for another one, but you know, finding the balance and being able to embrace 
both cultures takes time and and I do think that at the end of the day you don't have to choose one culture over another and I think that's what we're trying to to tell in the show is that you know you can always use your 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 roots and that can inspire who you are and that can inspire your work especially if you're an artist or even anything any any aspect of your life so you know it's okay to to feel a little bit overwhelmed and lost but at the same time you can find that balance and if you haven't found it yet it's all right and just take it more like as a gift than as a burden absolutely that's beautifully said well thank you so much for your time awesome well thank you so much guys it really means a lot to just like taking you you, you took the time and made this episode it really means a lot um, thank you for the opportunity it was great talking to you and i love the questions that you asked it made me think even more about some elements so yeah it was it was a great conversation <laughs> Changing the world. Brought to you by the University of Texas at Austin. The opinions expressed in this program represent the views of the hosts and the guests and not of the University of Texas at Austin. For more information, please visit us online at slobxradio.com. Thank you. The Center for Russian, East European, and Eurasian Studies condemns the Russian Federation's military invasion of Ukraine. We stand in support of the people of Ukraine who are fighting for their lives and sovereignty in the face of the unjustified invasion by Russian military forces. Wait. God, I'm sorry. I ruined it. I ruined it. No, no, no. no, 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 no yeah, keep yeah. It, keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can say that again. Instead of going to the themes, they can just listen to the episode. Okay. I'm so sorry. I freaked out. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. So many flubs.